It's Law Nation. Let's go. We live on multiple platforms, Cowboy Nation. Be sure to hit that like button, share this content, let a friend or a neighbor know where to go when they want to tune in to Cowboy Sports Talk and beyond. Let's go. Mama said there will be days like this, and she's right. Let's go. Shout out to the notification gang. I'm only here for a little while today. Got to go on a business trip to the beautiful city of Grand Prairie. But we will be back later on with more information that rules the nation. Let's go. Let's go. They really say there ain't no party like a cowboy party. Yeah, right. Considerations to go. Things to look at heading into this camp, baby. Who's ready? Who's lit? Really appreciate y'all. Shout out to the notification squad gang. Appreciate y'all all day, every day. Come on. Let's go. Five, four, three, two. Beam me up, baby. Yeah, yeah. What's up, everybody? What's up? What's good, man? It's it's wonderful knowing that you guys are here day in and day out. And we talk Cowboys nonstop. I appreciate the community for help growing. Shout out to you, Chavez, man, for the donation to help relegate this thing. Uh, look, look, look. You got the Oxnard Fund going hard, baby. <laughs> I really appreciate you. Let me hit you again. Yeah. So... competition let me know audio straight let me know cowboy nation let me know if audio audio is straight let me know if you guys can hear me and uh if i have to do any provisions to get things going uh final word tonight yeah brandon there should be a final word show tonight and i'll check with my boys over there uh a little later on and, and we're we gonna try to spit the real and uh see what big game james is all about you know see what he's mad about and uh, see what type of angle Boss Cowboy got and and see what type of an analysis what the OC got. You know, all of that. You ever notice Big Game James mad, right? It's it's a good mad, right? It's it's okay to be angry. The good word said be slow to anger, right? So it's been 27 years or 26 years, however, and he got a right to be angry with his assessment, and I love it. And then Boss Cowboy, he always got a good angle to it, right? He got an angle of an angle, you know, and I like that. In the OC, he got his uh, his mind and an analytical side of it. And I'm just, I'm just law, you know, the voice for the voiceless, right? That's who I am. I, I, I just sit back and just relax, and we talk and we bump heads about, the good, the bad, and the ugly with this team. Shout out to you, Jametta. Appreciate you. 
shout out to everybody that's sharing this content. So if you read the title, it literally speaks of this right here, competition. I really like this one thing that Stephen Jones said. I'm looking for someone to replace you, the veterans. I'm looking for a cheaper situation. Now, I'm not saying that collectively all of that work, right? Because sometimes you just got to reach into the resources and bring in that old broom. I tell people all the time, new broom can sweep the floor good, but that old broom can get those corners. So I'm not saying <laughs> that you go all the way cheaply. No, but I do like the mindset to say, I'm trying to replace you. I'm trying to get rid of you. So what do you bring to the table? Hmm? It's the bottom line situation. I just wish that the Dallas Cowboys stay true to what they say. Let me repeat. I just wish the Dallas Cowboys stay true to what they say. When it comes down to the competition level of it, and we're going to focus in today on uh, the big boys down inside. We got Navel Gallimore, Tristan Hill, Osa, Carlos Watkins, Quentin Bohana, John Ridgeway. Did I leave someone out? Y'all can help me out. Is Austin follow you? Is he's on this? Is this team? Can he make it? Let me let me pull up the chart. I should have did that earlier. You know, appreciate you, Philip Don. Appreciate you. Uh, shout out to you, Swain, and thanks. Thank you, man, uh, letting us know we have 82 people in the chat and 18 likes. I appreciate that. Um, we we can touch on Jay, Jay Lombardi. We can touch a little bit on the wide receivers, right? And and we can go back and forth to talk a little bit about the wide receivers. But I, I want to keep it to the defensive side since I have such a, a quick time to get out of here. And I say I have I don't have a lot of time, but then I end up standing here for 30, 40 minutes, right? But that's just how that goes. So with that being said, the Dallas Cowboys issue last year, in my opinion, when we played against, remember, you know by the last tape you played, you are known by the last tape you played. Who's banging on the table for, hey, let's go get Sue. Law, let's go get Hakeem Hicks. Let's go get him. Let's go get a boy that's already proven. Who else out there on the streets? But last year versus those 49ers, we didn't put a finger didn't put a finger on Jimmy Garoppolo. And the whole notion of that spill over to the, the whole reasoning for us to campaign for big Jordan Davis, right? Because we were saying to ourselves, if the Cowboys end up getting a bigger person inside the middle, that will work everybody else and that will make everyone else improve far as the big boys down inside, right? We needed that. And unfortunately, the Cowboys were not able to get big Jordan Davis. Wow, 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 you know. But truth be told, 
that now we have to sit back and let the coaching staff put their hands on guys. Not saying that Jordan Davis, because I also like the other kid, Travis Jones, right? What what team did he go to? Y'all let me know in the comment box. But that was the whole mindset because we couldn't create enough pressure for Jimmy Garoppolo to not step up inside the pocket, right, to go through his progressions. And when it was time, he went to Baltimore. Yeesh. Baltimore, Baltimore collected a lot of names on their draft board. They did a good drafting situation. I can't wait to see how, how it all panned out. Appreciate you, Rocky, uh, on your lunch break, man. Thank those who are watching this. He went to the Panthers. He went to one of those teams. Ravens or Panthers, he went to one of those teams. He's not on our team, basically, huh? But with that being said, the Dallas Cowboys, we must do two things in order to be a sustainable defense. Number one, run the ball. Law, what you talking about? <laughs> Why you saying run the ball, Law? That's not on the defensive it's side. It's the nasty kind. Well, running the ball do, does two things. Number one, when you run the ball, it keeps your defense fresh. Number two, when you run the ball, it takes the T.O.P. Time of possession. When you have the ball longer and you and more than your opposition, nine times out of ten, if you do what's right with it, you when you score, it pans the team against the wall. Time of possession. Say it with me, T.O.P. <laughs> You could not live with your own failure. So what do that mean, Cowboy Nation? You know, at one point of time, the Dallas Cowboys, and, and I think it was in between 2016 to, I believe, 2019, in, in, anywhere between that time frame, we were top five, top six defense. The illusion aspect of it, and I, you guys got to help me out which year it was, it was one of those years where we had Chris Richard. But what we were doing was masking it, though, right? How? We, we didn't get a lot of turnovers, nor takeaways, nothing like that. But we owned the time of possession, right? But when teams figured it out, they said, the boy is soft inside, baby. Them boys soft, and I can't. I think it was the playoff year we played against those Rams. It was a guy by the name of Reed. He wore fifty one. He couldn't bust through a wet paper bag. <laughs> that Joker boy, he was getting Peter Rowe. It was terrible for us, Cowboy Nation. But our biggest interior guy at the time was Antoine, not Walker, but Woods. Right, and, and you guys remember I was saying that, hey, man, we like Woods, you know. Shout out to him, little tree stump dude. He got listed, you know, as as five foot 11, 
six foot, but when you see him in person, you're like, hey, man, you, he, they gave you a few few heights. But, but but he was wide, though. You wouldn't talk bad about him, though, in front of his face. But I'll never forget. I said, hey, man, I would love for Antoine Woods to get about maybe 10 to 14 snaps a game. And he read that, and he said, hey, we'll see about that. <laughs> that Antoine was, boy, he, he had. <laughs> he had more aggressions on me than he had against the opposing team. But but shout out to him, man. I think he went off to the Colts land, and, and uh, he played for the Colts last year. And I, and I don't know where he's at now. But it's amazing how this defensive philosophy didn't change since that time frame. Right? We have Carlos Watkins now. Right? And I believe at one time we had Big Poe, the, the, the 2020 year. Big Poe. Yeah, the, the Ontario Poe. <laughs> and he was 380. And, and he was one of those guys that you thought that you was going to get the old Poe, but he was just roly-poly, right? 380 looking like he was 400. And I'm just being nice to him. But neither here nor there, this particular team, on deck, we have Carlos Watkins. He had 21 solo tackles last year, one sack and 11 assists. Now, I'm not finna pull up Aaron Donald, but I believe Aaron Donald got that in his sleep, right? (laughs) Two different sides and two different types and kinds of caliber of interior threat, right? But to make a long story short, is his job safe here? Is Carlos Watkins' job safe? As it relates to this article I read, three starters, three starters from uh, the, the Landry hat, right, that they said that could be a situation for them to go. What's up with you, Cole? Appreciate you for jumping in, you know. So with that being said, when we think about everything and we look at it and we contextualize it, can Ridgeway take his spot? This is what we'll be looking for in these next following weeks and, of course, months leading up to this. I come here to tell you guys that if I can get, and of course he had one INT. I, I can't leave out the fact that he did call it an interception. I'm talking about Carlos Watkins, by the way. And I can't leave that out, right? He had an interception, which was cool. I can't complain about that. But I need more than one sack. I need I need more than five pressures. That's not enough. That's not enough. I need more than four hurries. I need more than 16 stops. The next person on this list is Osa Odigi Azua. He had 23 solo tackles, three sacks, which is good. Which is good for a rookie last season. And let me look at his pressures because I do know it was way north of what we got out of Carlos Watkins. 37 pressures, six hits, 28 hurries. 16 stops. That's pretty good for Osa. He hit the rookie wall, and I believe just right after. 
just right after that Patriots game, in between the Broncos game, because the Broncos game, he was a little bit there. And I think, you know, he hit that rookie wall, which is granted, which I understand. And we're not going to read the, the grades. We're just going to look at the stats. We're not into the grades of PFF. We're just looking at the stats, right? I, I don't give a hill of beans about their grades. All right, so let's move on to the next person that's on this list. Big Bo. Who at times, when I was looking at the film, I said, you know what? I'm seeing more out of Justin Hamilton than I get out of Big Bo. Quentin Bohanna. Six solos, four assists, and we see zeros on the stat sheet. And I'm not going to read the grades here. We ain't looking at the grades. We just, we just looking at these zeros right here. Three hits on the quarterback. I need more than that. Or three pressures, I meant to say, and three hurries. I need to see a hit. I need Big Bo to land on some of these quarterbacks we're going to play for the 2022 season. All 330 pounds. I just need for you to lay on them. And when they say, hey, get up. Bo, get up, dog. No. <laughs> I need I need Big Bo, that 330 pound. I need for you to lay down on him. Not to hurt him, but just weaken. Weaken him, you know? Cipher some of that energy. Just lay on him. <laughs> they say, Law, no, no, that's not how you play football now. Law, law is condoning. No, 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 no. Oh, you think darkness is your ally? Yeah, rub your beard on him. You know, just rub it all on him. <laughs> he need to grow one, though. He, he really need to grow one. All right, uh, Tristan Hill. <sighs> is Tristan Hill on this team, Cowboy Nation? I, I want to know from y'all, man. You know, is, is Tristan Hill on this team? Eastside Harrell uh, says, Law, you expected more than, but Dante Fowler not going to give you nothing close to that. Oh, we talking about the big boys inside, uh, uh, Mr. Eastside Harrell. We, we, we're not talking about, we're not talking about the guys on the edge, which I should, I should bring up all of the guys, right? I should bring up all of the guys. Cut Hill. But now I got to see, I got to see why I picked Hill over most of those guys like DK Metcalf, right? I got to know why I picked Tristan Hill over Thornhill, right? I got to figure out a way, you know? <laughs> I got to figure out how I'm going to get this. Tristan Hill to act right by 2023. I do. Hill shows some this. It's Mr. Nasty time. It's Mr. No, 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 stop it. Stop it. 
<laughs> he'll show some nastiness. <sighs> My only thing is about Tristan Hill is that he sneak punched the dude from the Raiders and then he ran off. You know, like, hold on, dog. How you going to punch and then run? I don't feel like digging up the clip, but you guys can go find it. Then they suspended dude for a game, right, for that. I'm like, dude, where was that aggression in that game? You go punch dude. Right in the face and then go run. So that 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 right there, man, that 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 gave me like, come on, Tristan Hill. But I'm still rooting for you, man, because you made a lot of people angry, Tristan, when you was drafted. And most importantly, appreciate you, DT. Thank you for the donation, man. Thank you so much, man, for the donation to five dollars. Hill will fight, laugh a lot. He will fight and run, you know. Like, come on. Come on. <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like them type of brothers, man. You going out to the spot, you cooling, you just chilling, you know, you, you in the VIP area, and you go down and you try to mix and mingle, and then Smooth just going to just go slap somebody right in the club. You said, hey, man. Why you go slap the biggest dude in the spot? Now we all got to fight just for general principles. Dog, like, dog, where you at? Where you running? Come on, Hill. <laughs> Shout out to Tristan Hill, though, man. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> He gonna start the fight, but go run. Yeah, like like everybody else got to fight now. You know, <laughs> we had sixty minutes to fight, and you gonna start the fight at the sixty-two minute. You know, like the time is expired, right? Come on, Tristan. Uh, but I believe that Chris Richard, at that moment, he lost his spot. When he said that we need to do what's best for Rob Marinelli. Nah, dude. Get your boy. Get who you believe in. Don't get with what Rob Marinelli believe in. Get who you believe in. That's why he's down there in New Orleans now, right? But, hey, for those who are in the chat, if you're going out to a nice location, don't start no fight if you're not going to be willing to finish it. And, and you shouldn't be fighting anyway. That's the word from Law Nation. Right now we have a, a troublesome time out here in Dallas. I was telling my uh, better half, I said, man, going out at night, not even worth it. Not not in Deep Ellum. It's not even worth it anymore, you know? I said, man, these, bro, these boys get to shooting over anything. It's not even worth it now in Dallas, you know, to go out, have a good time, chill, relax. At night, it's it's not even worth it. But it is what it is. Uh, Dallas could have had both Watts brothers now that you think about it.
I prefer Tyra Smith over J.J. Watt, though. I think that we we needed Tyron Smith. But I do prefer TJ's over tacos. And I get it. Where, where, where my guy at in the chat, Eastside Harold? Let, let's pull up. Let's pull up before I go. And since he since he mentioned Dante Fowler, I I, I read, read your comment. I read your comment earlier. I can't spell Fowler. God dog. Okay. All right, here we go. I read your comment earlier when I posted a poll. I like to read Eastside. I read your comment about that he's not going to do this, not going to do that. Okay. So under the leadership of Dan Quinn, I think that Dante Fowler will have more than five, right? I did a poll. If you guys are not aware, go to my communities tab on my YouTube page. And I believe I also put it on Twitter as well as Facebook and Instagram. I think I did. You know, I did. I did. Let me go right here. Let me go see if I can pull it up. And this is what I asked. I said, uh, Cowboys, Dante Fowler, Jr., over or under six sacks for the 2022 season. And it got a good response. Over 150 people responded. But let me read the quotes first, though. You know, let me read somebody quote. Under, I'm going to go with 10. Ooh, if he get 10, man, just let me know. I got a cold beer for you. You know, uh, anybody playing with the other side of D-Law is going to be good. Good chance. Okay, 10. Ooh, I can see a lot of 10, a lot of optimism. Uh, D.A. with five sacks, Fowler with four, Sam with three, Basham with three, Ghosting with two. Ghosting had two last year, and that's that's without that's without absolutely doing anything during training camp because he was hurt. Woo, my guy, uh, Cowboy fan talk, Mister Rome, y'all check him out. He said eight or nine, no question. Oh, wow. So we got a lot of optimism. Let me read what you guys say. Over or under? Over or under? And and, and mods, please don't time my people out. Please don't time my people out. Uh, please, 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 please let these guys talk. As long as there's no personal attack. As long as there's no personal attack, let, let them talk. <laughs> I, I'm about this close to making East Side Harold a mod, you know. <laughs> you don't time nobody out. Shout out to you, East Camden. Under so a lot of people says over. Okay, Reggie says over. Okay, okay. Let me pull up Fowler, and let me say for the 2020 he had four. Okay, and that was with the Atlanta Falcons. In 2019, we know that that number is spewed up because they don't round numbers or what have you. Uh, but he had 15, if you want to use that, and that's what that was with Atlanta. That was with the uh, God dog it. I about to say St. Louis Rams, L.A. Rams. Okay, so I know a lot of people love that though. You know, you would love that right now, right? 15 sacks, two forced fumbles. 
31 solos. Y'all love that one, right? Oh, why? How? How? How was he able to get that? Oh, he wasn't the center of the, the attention. You had Aaron Donald. Pretty much what I'm trying to say is Cowboy Nation in that year. If you go back and look at the tape and comb through it, you will sit there and say to yourself and say, man, you know what? One-on-ones, he's pretty good. But let's go back to like when he was with Atlanta, four and a pair of five, like four and five. That was terrible, right? But in 2019, and if you really want to contextualize it and say, well, law, got to give him a pass on 2020. Because that year it was a pandemic and you had a lot of crazy parts moving here and there, right? And let me go back to his, he was drafted in the year 15, 2015. That was his rookie, no, 2016 was rookie year, right? In that year, four sacks as a rookie. I would take that. I would take that. 20, come on, 17, pull up. My internet is slow. I hope my I'm still alive. Okay, yeah. Four and nine. So let me ask y'all. Let me just segue and ask you guys. Let me ask you guys this. If Sam Williams, his rookie year, give us four sacks, would you be okay with that? Talk about Sam Williams, Samuel Williams. If he give you four sacks this season, would you take it? Would you say, hmm? Would you take it? Yes or no? If he can just give you four sacks. All you got to do is say yes. Yes, appreciate y'all. Four to five, right? Now, his second year, his second year, if Sam Williams give you nine sacks, would you take that? <laughs> would you take it? Would you take it? Hadouken. Hadouken. <laughs> would you take it? <laughs> that's essentially what happened to him his second year he gave you nine and I'm not saying that Fowler is world class but let me go back into a time machine would you take these first two years of production if you got it from Randy Gregory (laughs) If you got these, if you got these levels of production from Randy, would you have taken it? You know, if you'd have said, dog, if Randy Gregory came in his first year and gave us four and then turned around and gave us nine, yeah, dog. <laughs> but that's water under a bridge because I don't want to do the man like that. I do not want to pull up Randy Gregory stuff, right? Because I want people to, to, to do this one thing. My time is about to escape me, baby. I only got like 50, I only got like 10 more minutes. But I would like, 
Hold on, hold on. Let me make sure I got ten minutes. Hold on. Let me let me let me make a phone call right quick. Hold on, because I know. Cause I gotta put on my blazer. I got. It don't take me long at all to get fly though. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Y'all, y'all listen to this right quick. No, the wrong one. I'll be yeah. right back. I've been really in the field, I don't rush, I love the feel Lately I just wanna run it up Don't need no deals, I make the deal Have to take it to a meal Lately I just wanna run it up Yeah mm-hmm. Time to check a song Lately I just wanna run it up Yeah, baby mm-hmm. Count that too, count it up Lately I just wanna run it up Need them ones, I need them fives Need them tens, I need that change To the sink, got blues inside Greens and pinks, it's all the same I still say and roll my change Take some losses when I play my bad about that audio there. It was still left into the feed. But I, I, I turned it off though. But but here here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I, I got I got I got more time than I thought I had. Okay, good. Okay, so we we right we right here. Appreciate those who stayed. Okay, so nine sacks his second season. And let's pull up. Come on, 18, 18. Come on. I think he had a horrible year. Oh, four sacks. Let me let me use another. This don't seems about right, right? Uh, I know. Let me you let me trust trust but verify. Okay, so so I know the numbers were off. Okay, good. That number had to be off. Okay, because I don't want to lie to kick it to you guys I, and. It's always good to use the rule of two. Some people use the rule of three. And you got to look into the context of how they doing it. So he had four sacks his first year, nine, eight sacks his second year. Right? And then his he had two back-to-back, 18. Well, damn. How did this work? Do they count? Is this two years? or I don't know. So we'll say four sacks in 2018. That's that's what throwing him off. He was a mid-year move, so four sacks. Four sacks, 11.5, three and four. So they round everything up on the other website because they don't do half numbers. And I, and I get it. It's easy to do whole numbers versus half numbers. All right, so but here's the thing. Here's what I'm getting at. He never went a year without sacking the quarterback. Let me repeat. He never went a year without sacking the quarterback. Let me repeat again. He never went a year, write that down, without sacking the quarterback. And it's proving that when he have other people that can make plays around the ball, he can at least give you north of six sacks. 
So what I'm trying to tell you guys right now, if if that's the mark that that's that's the operative word, if healthy, he's your starting guy on that edge. If healthy, I don't think that Dorrance Armstrong, regardless of how much we can bloviate and pump him up and talk good about D.A. and what he did to get his five sacks, right? So that dude is going to have a good year, if healthy. You know, it's what we got to add it in. And I'm looking at the way they're going to operate and utilize Sam Williams is that he will be a, a rotational situation. Also, with this front, if Big Bo don't step up, baby, if he don't show me that he can move some stuff out the way, if this dude right here don't show me something, then that's an issue. That's an issue. Let me move on to the next guy. I don't think I brought him up yet, and that's Navel Gallimore, who was hurt. For a long stay for the Cowboys this past season. And he still generated two sacks. He is the other missing piece. He is the other missing piece, Cowboy Nation. Why do you say that? Because at first, when you look at pitches and everything, and you think that, yeah, the dude, he's he, he about coming into the league by 298. Nah, he look like he 329. That big boy right there. <laughs> Let's put that. That was the Navarre Gala monster. He's going to generate, create that pressure. I really think and I really hope for Gallimore to really step it up. I hope that he don't have any issues with his elbows. His shoulder blade, his upper body, and all of that. Shout out to you, Kevin Havers. Appreciate you for liking. And shout out to those that's on the Facebook side of things. Appreciate y'all. Good morning. Gala Monster. Yeah, he is that monster. So I'm rooting for him. I would like to see him, believe it or not, of taking on more responsibilities to play. Outside of seeing Carlos Watkins out there. I want Gallimore to get more reps. Even if you go with a Gallimore at one, and I'm not saying that that's where he will stay primarily, and let Osa play the three, and you have D-Law as one edge, and then you have on the opposite edge Dante Fowler. So it's Dante Fowler, Gallimore, Osa, and D-Law as a package. As the package. Shout out to you, Kevin. Shout out to you, Jay Lombardi. So that's what I want to see. You know, I could be a million percent wrong, but as a package. And when they go with their ends package, you can literally have Fowler or William 
law inside Parsons. You can literally have that. Or you, you got so many variations of packages. In two of the uh, two of the five sacks that even DA had, out it came out of that end's package. It did. Furniture about to be misplaced. You're right. <laughs> Boy, y'all rolling with me today. All right. All right. Got a couple more seconds here. Let me go. So Navarre Gallimore. We talked about Fowler. We talked about Gallimore. Talked about Hill. We talked about Quentin. We talk about Osa. And you talk about Carlos Watkins. Quentin Bohanna. Got to step it up. There will be more favors for Hill. Tristan Hill. Over Quentin. They two different positions. But one thing I'm going to tell you guys that's real is this right here. Shout out to you, Cole. Is this real right here? Is that the Dallas Cowboys, hear me out, shouldn't worry about who's starting on their front. As long as whoever they pick up to rotate in there, can cement that spot. If they are fresh, and if you can sub pretty good, then go with it. I really think that the Cowboys are trying to get back to power football. It missed the nasty time. By running the rock with the 12 personnel. And if they can stay efficient enough to put up 30 to 32 points a game, it will put pressure on the opposing team to try to do the same. And if you can get away with that, then it doesn't matter because most teams will be looking at it like this. We can't run when we down. Oh, I forgot about John Ridgeway. Yeah, John Ridgeway. He, he's a guy that, you know, they, they, they got high hopes for him. But I don't my, my biggest thing would be I don't want John Ridgeway to do what Quentin Bohanna did last season. And let me just put up uh Hamilton. Let me just put up Justin Hamilton uh and see what he did last year with the Cowboys. And he didn't do much either. See me the pressures he had. Six pressures, two hits. At least he hit the guy. Four hurries. Five stops, okay. I ain't reading all of that. We ain't reading all of that. But it's quite strange. He hit the quarterback in that Denver's game. I watched some tape the other day, and he hit the quarterback, folded him up like a pretzel, and they said, shoot, we got to go get this dude. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Jay Lombardi says, Bo messed up by slimming down. Yep, he messed up big time. All right, so what I want to do here is who I said we're going to talk about right quick. We're going to talk about the wide receivers in the next five, six minutes, okay? Um, and this will, this will be a poll that I'm going to introduce to you guys first, and then I'm going to put it and purpose it, repurpose it everywhere else. Just like I said about Dante Fowler 
situation and scenario? Will he have north of six sacks or under? Let's pull up this guy. Y'all know who he is? Let me know if you know who he is. Y'all let me know. And I'm going to pull up because he's the veteran wide receiver, right? And let me pull up Randall Cobb. And was that the year um, 2018 he played for this team? Or was it 19? It was 2019, right? 2019. Will James Washington generate these type of numbers? Yes or no? As an option for the Cowboys, because this is what Randall Cobb was able to do when he got introduced to Dak Prescott. He had 55 receptions, 828 receiving yards, and three tubs. Can we get this level of production out of James Washington, right? <laughs> Can we get that? Yes or no? Can he give us – let me just let me delete all of these because we don't need these no more. We, we don't need these no more in the queue. Let me delete all of these. Okay. Give me one second. Building the plane while we're in the air. Because that's the answer there. I need to have James Washington to reach out to my barber, though. <laughs> James, I know you're new to the area, man. We're gonna have to, I'm going to have to get you hooked up with my barber, man, so they can put that, that boy. She can cut some hair. I can't wait to go. I'll I get my hair cut tomorrow. That's why, you know, I got, I got all types of stuff in my head right there. <laughs> uh, no, because Dak is our quarterback. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Dak gave us. That gave us this dude. Let me see. Look, let me just tell you guys, 100. This was Randall Cobb before Dak Prescott. Look at his number. This is what he was doing. Let me see what he was doing. Yeah, look, this is what he was doing before Dak Prescott. But with Dak Prescott, dude nearly had close to 1,000 yards. And this is what he did after. What he went to, to to the Texans and disappeared. He still got you three touchdowns, though. And then what he did with, this is with, I believe, Deshaun Watson in 2020. He only had 441 yards. And then, uh, you know, and it's another trend that I'm seeing, too, the targets, right? 38 targets, 28 receptions. This is with the mighty Aaron Rodgers. This is with the mighty Deshaun Watson, who's no longer a Texans, by the way, Eastside. Did you know that? I don't know why you still got your, your thumbnail as him, unless you're a Cleveland Browns fan all of a sudden. But this is what this is it. 47 targets. But he was with Dak. Boy, Dak was targeting him. 79 at least. So let's pull up James Washington. Tired of looking at that dude, Randall Cobb. Come on, let's pull up James Washington What on my final minutes here with you guys. Yeah, yeah, come on. Come on, James. 
This is what he had last year. He had two tubs, 24 receptions, and 285 yards. <laughs> Get your damn act together. Come on, James. What you doing, man? Boy, they didn't even look to throw you the ball. And, and y'all like, man, this is law. This is what you're talking about. You talking about James Washington. <laughs> so let's see if he did in 2020. 54 targets for 30 receptions. Yeah. Ooh, he had five tubs, though. Let's go to 2019. 44 receptions. I hope you guys are writing that down, right? 44, 735 yards, three tubs. Okay. Oh, my God. 16 receptions for 217 with one tub. I'm just looking at all of that other stuff, too. Y'all can't see it. Okay, so 16 was his, I mean, 18 was his rookie year. Okay. This dude literally is about to have his best year. It's not hard to have his best year because he never gotten over 44. This was, this was his best year. So will James Washington have his best year ever? Jay Lombardi says, Romo had his slot shot. Get over it. Yeah, man. I mean, I believe it will be the year 2030, and they will still be saying, hey, man, come on, Tony. Come on back one more time. Give me one more shot, Tony. <laughs> y'all don't, y'all feel to realize, man, we love Tony Romo. I literally look. I fought people. I was I was a whole lot younger when Tony Romo was playing. I fought people, you know, literally fisticuffs with people over Tony Romo. <laughs> I ain't fight nobody over Dak Prescott. Trying to prove a point. Tony Romo, the absolute most embarrassing game that I ever witnessed was the win or go home game against the Washington team. Oh my gosh. I mean that that yeah you for the people who saying you know Dak this Dak that I get it I I absolutely understand your frustration with Dak but the Tony Romo losses they were quadruple the times of hurt especially with the slick ball in that playoff game but that Washington game when he threw that interception. When it was DeMarco Murray, it was like right there. Oh, that cut, that cut hard. And I was at, I was at a family member of mine's house when that happened. He was a sure and sure die-hard Washington Commodes fan, you know. But see, y'all, y'all, y'all got amnesia, man. You know what game that really hurt? That Peyton Manning versus. The Dallas Cowboys game, when, when, when we was going back and forth, I was talking Donkey Kong size of stuff about my quarterback, Tony Romo. I just wish I – my biggest regret in life right now is that I didn't have YouTube then. Oh, I was talking some big Donkey Kong stuff. I couldn't stand Peyton Manning. I, I was telling them, like, hey, they finna try to give Peyton Manning another rig and everything, and the Cowboys – and. That doggone game, boy, we were going back and forth, back and forth. And midway through the third quarter, my buddy texted me and said, watch Tony Romo. 
at the end, going to throw an interception. He's going to crush your heart. I said, man, you lying. That that Tony Romo do not exist. Don't be talking that crap around, my boy. That number nine. <laughs> and, 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 man, I was sick as a tick. He drops back. Wide open receiver, but he steps on the, I think it was, Tyron Smith or somebody steps on him and threw the ball and Danny Trevathan. Y'all don't understand. Y'all definitely don't understand the, the levels of the time we defended Tony Romo. And I've yet to see Dak Prescott play the game. And I know that Tony Romo was coming off of an injury. But those who forget, I don't forget. That's why it hurts even more. That when we played against the Carolina Panthers, the leading wide receiver in that game was Luke Keekly. Y'all forgot about those times. So, yes, we love Tony. But he's not faultless. We love Tony. We love him, but I can't recall the levels of game. There was a game that Tony Romo versus the Giants. And that Eli, he just couldn't beat Eli for some reason. Eli will write his name on the Cowboys stadium every time. But there was a game that Tony drops back. He throws the ball. It, it bounces off the foot. It bounces off the foot, the back foot of Jason Witt. The ball bounces up. <laughs> and the DB catches the ball. And he's running. I can't make this stuff up. He's running to the sideline. Tony goes to tackle him. And boom, stiffy. It's always something crazy that happened with the Cowboys. It's always something crazy. It's frustrating. Frustrating to his highest degree. But neither here nor there. We love Tony, and Dak Prescott is the quarterback now. And y'all threw me off the topic of what I was going to talk about with James Washington. <laughs> Tony did had to play the Zebras too. Uh, and one of the worst games I've ever seen. For just like y'all are talking right about now, it seemed like history repeating itself. DeMarco Murray, man, he sucked a lot of meat on the bones. Joseph Randall is a whole lot better than DeMarco Murray. The level of optimism heading into 2015 was at its all-time high. Why, Law? Because we was hosed in that 2014 playoff game. You guys, you guys got short memory, but I don't. We were hosed. Shout out to you, Lamar. And when we played against those Eagles, Hicks shot right through there. Joseph Randall watching Hicks go right past him, cross his face, knowing that he's going to the quarterback. And Randall was just sitting there watching. And see, the, the announcers would never, would never bring this up. Would never bring this up. And he creams my quarterback. Shattered his collarbones into thousands of pieces. 
But y'all forget about that, you know. Y'all stuck on DeMarco Murray, man. DeMarco Murray would never. DeMarco Murray would have put Hicks on his back. I can go back a little bit further, all the way back to when the Dallas Cowboys played the Giants. See, y'all forgot about that. And it was Gronkowski, little brother, or it could have been his older brother, playing on this particular team. You guys remember? People want to hype him up because he was the Gronkowski brother whiffing on a block, Tony, against those Giants. Smash! Or, or, or my God, Tony Baker would say, cram! Cram it to hmm, hmm. Shattered to a thousand pieces. You're supposed to be a fullback. Get your butt in the way. I digress. Pollard needs to be starting slot. Washington, five Fargo, and Dontario Drummond after that. <laughs> I, I think that you can do so much with Pollard, man, and you can motion him into the slot and you can motion him back into the backfield, which would be a crazy dynamic way to set up some plays, Cowboy Nation. Yeah, 44 to 6, East Camden for life. Yeah. Yeah, that blows, man. But, yeah, Chris, small rants. Yeah, Chris Gronkowski. Y'all remember? People don't remember Christopher Gronkowski. I, I could, boy, he was an assassin for the opposing team. That's what happened. Because that year would have been our year too, huh? <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Y'all remember, man, my boy Tony, boy, he brought us all the way back. And dance. He catches the ball, but he's pinky. He's pinky. Hit out of bounds, man. I tell y'all, man. But I got to roll like dice, Cowboy Nation, man. I really appreciate those for this. This I still think I was live for about an hour, and it's still one of my short shows. Uh, if if possible, uh, we will go live a little later on tonight. But I do know we have the final word. But write this down. Write this one down. If you want a thing bad enough to go out there and fight for it, to work day and night for it, to give up your time and your peace and your sleep for it, if all of your desires of it makes you quite mad enough that you don't get tired of it, and it makes you hold all other things tardy and cheap if life itself seems empty and useless without it. And all that you scheme and dream is about it. If you'll gladly go out there and sweat for it, fret for it, or plan for it, or lose all terror of your mind for it. If you will simply, oh, just simply go after the thing you want with all of your capacity, strength, and scargacity, with faith, hope, and confidence, and stern pertinacity. Neither cold, poverty, or famish, or fame, or sickness, or body, or brain can turn you away from the thing you want. If dogged and grim and besieged and beset it with the help of Almighty Cowboy Nation and those who else that's watching, you will get it. That's been my time. I got to roll. I'm late already. <laughs> but it's good. I love talking to my people. You guys are my people. I'm about one love, baby. <laughs>